turn your mics? Yeah. Oh, no, you, the music? Music? No? It's not coming through yours? No. I figured something was happening. I'm like, we're playing through something. <laughs> okay, then that's what I figured. I, don't, I, I figured, thought it would go through both. For some reason, it goes through this one only. I don't know. I figured, I'm like, mm, there's probably something playing right now. And I figured that it was the song that we made a yeah. couple weeks ago. Nope, nope. It's the original. Yeah, all right. It's the original. But... Welcome to Today in Space. I am Greco, your host, Alex Orfanos, if you will. And uh, today we're doing bonus episode. Bonus! Uh, today we have John with us back. Hello there. How's it going, John? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, pretty good? Pretty yeah, good. pretty good. Good. That's what I like to hear. Just green stuff on the ground. Yeah, I really didn't want to do this. <laughs> But uh, but no, I had to. I just want to get out of the way. Just whatever storm, snow, spring. No, yep. like no, like what do you have in mind? Just like anything. Just oh. spit it out. Go. Oh, just anything. Uh, just I any- smelled ground for the first time the other day, like like dirt. It was amazing. Did how close did you get? Did you like? Oh, I I was just getting into my car. Like it was just in the air. It's it smelled like spring. I was just like that's that's. So you weren't earth. like basking and like in it, like throwing it up in the air. No, I just had like a like a like a moment. I was just kind of like oh, like. We're gonna we're gonna make it. <laughs> Someone uh, who lives in my apartment building definitely isn't gonna make it. No, There's, like on my side of the building, for whatever reason, this whole month or month and a half now, all of the icicles, like icicles, like uh, like your punching oh, bag. Oh yeah, like two of your punching like bags, like the size of a torso. Right. Yeah, and they probably weigh like you know hundreds of pounds. <laughs> These things have just been forming, you know, dozens. They of still them. haven't broken off. Well, all of those ones have broken off, but now this new thing has developed, and it's like, it's going at an angle, but it's also a massive icicle. I don't understand. It must have been like a... Strange. It must have been something that had, you know, been there in a big sheet. Right. And then melted away, but now it's it's just like this angular icicle. (laughs) It's just like another, like defying uh image that we've seen here in new england yeah uh, yeah we've seen some some things you you almost never see like did you see the the images of the waves that were like slush oh yeah the slush puppy waves yeah they looked that was tasty cool. they did they did actually look like, tasty. salty slush puppies <laughs> that's a good that's what i thought it was like the machine when you see it, you just walk into like a like a gas station and you see those things working yeah that's, someone that's probably made money off that this winter yeah there was that one guy who sold the snow to some idiot and <laughs> California. But California, they do have that massive drought right now. So maybe that guy in California. Even if it's salty, like a, yeah, they could use some water. Yeah, right. <laughs> and maybe it wasn't that salty. I mean, there is uh, yeah. plenty of snow. Get rid I mean, of it. It's just polluted, you know. Right. Not like that's going to do anything. What isn't these days? And California will probably add another thing that says it causes cancer, like everything in California. Um, but that's, I guess no they're measles. just trying to make sure you know. No measles in the snow, though. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. That's only in Florida. That's <laughs> and Illinois. <laughs> and Illinois. And California, actually. Well, they can deal with it. So we we've we've got what we gotta deal with. That's that's about it. We so like our vaccines. <laughs> so uh so today, uh we don't like I said, just bonus episode. Uh brought John on. John's kind of the the media uh uh, mogul that we we bring on uh, to to just talk about so that we we have a different did point you call of view. Me a mogul, I did. I just it it had started with an it's M. Mister Mogul. Mister. Oh, okay, Mister Mogul. Mister Mogul. How about that? It's kind of like Mister Monopoly. You got. Do you have a monocle or is it a different set of eyepieces? Uh, I do have the top hat. Okay. All right. That works. No eyepieces though. Okay. Fair enough. 
You those are never... hard, dude. Those are hard to put in. I tried putting in one once, did not fit my eye hole. There was I a... suck it, if you will. Dude, yeah, it probably hurts. Like once you've it had did. it in there for a while, <laughs> like it definitely doesn't just sit there comfortably, you know. Well, maybe it's like one of those things, like with like a uh, guitar, where it's like you got to get a callus for it. Mm-hmm. But that's just strange. You build up a strong brow. <laughs> right. Uh, I can't. Uh, who the who was it? Um, some NBA. Oh, uh, Roy Hibbert. Do you know Roy Hibbert? He plays for the Pacers. Okay, he's a really yeah. tall guy. Like, he's like seven two. He's yeah. He's good, but he's also a huge jackass. A couple mm-hmm. years ago, in one of uh, okay. you know how the the NBA players like some of them dress pretty uh, ridiculously. Oh yeah, yeah, that's been a, a trend. He actually for his entire uh, post game conference, that's right. He wore a monocle. The monocle. Yeah, like, he tried to put it in his eye when it didn't work. He didn't just you know laugh it off. Right. He just held it in his face the entire time. Well, he was he was dedicated. No one asked him about it. Like if you're in that room asking questions, like um. What you doing? Can you ask me about my monocle, please? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't just wear it because I like it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's this band that you've been telling me about? Okay. So, uh, so well to start because we've kind of been on a tangent here. Uh, today we're going to be just talking about music. Uh, me and John both uh, have done music in our lives, kind of where and why we are where we are right now with this. Yeah. Um, we're actually working on some stuff now. So we figured it's a good chance to, uh, sorry, we're not going to tell you what we're working on, but we are working. So to, <laughs> to get through that, we're going to just talk about everything else. Just like, just like I, my work in R&D. Can't talk about it, so talk about everything else, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I found this band. I found out about this band that actually their album came out uh, around the same time that this podcast started. Um, I just saw a tweet online uh, about them, and they're called Public Service Broadcasting, and if uh, it's a it's a British duo, um, and basically just found this NPR article about them. So uh, the album that I was interested in is called uh, The Race for Space, and uh, it's about the American and Soviet um, space events that happened between 1957 and 1972 from Sputnik to Apollo 17. Um, and they basically use old um, news broadcast audio and then kind of mix underneath um, with loops or with actual live music. Um, and I guess they're known for doing uh, dressing up the, the, in the uh, music video Gagarin, uh, about Yuri Gagarin, uh, they actually dress up as spacesuits and, and do uh, uh, some some dancing, and it's it's actually pretty good. And they have like the video footage in the background, like on a projector or something. Yeah, that was definitely their most lively song. All the other ones were yes. more or less just loops, and that one was like, hey, right. look, like they can play music too. Yeah, and the thing that drew me to it was it reminded me almost exactly of what kind of my experimental thing here has been with the lightning round, which has been you know talking over and doing um, you know loops underneath. So I was like, oh, I got to check this out because, you know, they're talking, about, first of all, they're talking about space. So we got to bring it up. Um, but uh, number two, it was just, it, it just, I, I don't know what it is about that, that format. Uh, it just, it seems more interesting to me, you know. It's also uh, not like unprecedented territory. Like people have used sampled speeches, uh, right. you know, in their music before, mm-hmm. but never, I mean, I'm sure people have done stuff similar to this, but I this sort of uh, just sampling in general mm-hmm. and just like abstract sort of music, like the abstract community is definitely like one of the biggest growing 
You know, it's true. Rock isn't going anywhere. Neither no, and rocks rocks become. Or, Dude, rocks become this like strange, especially in our area in New England, especially Massachusetts, the the outer skirts of Boston. Um, because if you hear anybody from Massachusetts and they say if they're from Boston, ninety five percent of the chance they're not actually from Boston. But it's just easier for us to explain it that way, because uh, Boston, very little people actually live in Boston. It's not that big, right? <laughs> it's At very the same tiny. time, though, Boston unofficially stretches basically from here to. The edges of 495. Yeah, and, the 495. Yeah, yeah which is a highway, is, if, if anyone doesn't know that. Yeah, everything after Big that U is Western Big U that uh, faces the Cape, basically. And it's very different Massachusetts outside of that belt. <laughs> it it's becomes, not really Massachusetts. It's kind of like it's this Western foreign Mass. place. Yeah, where like UMass Amherst is and stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's just a lot of open area, a lot of trees, and not many people live near you. A lot of mystery out there. Yes. <laughs> totally. It's basically New Hampshire, but it's part of uh, Massachusetts. New Hampshire and New York, kind of. I do love um, Western Mass, though. I went to school. We both went to school in Western Mass. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and uh, wow, I know I can't think of the mountains. But Tanglewood, you ever been to Tanglewood before? No. Tanglewood's this, like, huge, I'm not sure what town it's in exactly. Mm-hmm. There's only, like, two towns out in Western Massachusetts. Just kidding, but Tanglewood is like this huge park, and it has uh, sort of like, you know, the hat shell in Boston? Yeah. It has something similar to that out there. Mm. It's more like indoors, but it's also outdoors at the same time. Okay. But it's in like this huge, huge, huge open park. Mm -hmm. It's a cool place. Cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, they need something out there to stay entertained. They do. Yeah. They do. They (laughs) need large open fields to stay entertained. Yeah. Um. So going back to uh, the race for space, um, it, I, I I really liked, especially the first song, which uh, let's let's look up the name. I, I bought it. I I've fallen in love with the album because um, it's it's where it's where I'd like to go with with some some stuff, um, with some musical stuff. But uh, I think the first one actually called the race for space. It's a it's um, it's JFK's speech. Uh, we choose to go to the moon. And uh, basically, it's just I think uh, a few people singing har- like harmonies and yeah, just kind just like of a like a like, like a voices. choir, like a church choir kind yeah, of thing. But it's supposed to sound like heavenly, right? It's got a heavenly feel, and it it just like you were saying it too. It just gives you chills when you hear the speech, right. and you're just like, you're like, oh man, like this is that's why we went to space. Yeah, exactly. That's why everyone was just completely the speech alone is fantastic. So even though even though, you know, you could probably put anything underneath that speech and it would, right. it would sound cool, but they what they chose with those just simple vocal stuff, mm-hmm. it really works in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the other one so uh Gagarin about uh Yuri Gagarin. Um let me just make sure that I'm saying that right. Yes, okay. G A G A R I N. Of course um, it's Gagarin. <laughs> uh you know this NPR article which will be up on the on the website uh says uh, it burst with slinky uh disco riffs and funked up that's funked up horn blasts while playing reports about cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin uh, the first human space uh it was it's it's very good it's it's lively it's fast um it's really good. The music video is pretty funny. They dress up in astronaut suits and uh, and dance in front of a projector. I think I already said that, but uh, yeah, but it's, it's good uh, to reiterate. It's very good to reiterate, uh, and a lot of it, it it reminds me a little bit about uh, of Daft Punk's Random Access Memories album mm-hmm. that came out, which was a big favorite for me. Um, 
And uh, the the thing, the, the one that influenced me to kind of try uh, the lightning round was Daft, on that same album, um, was the the one with Giorgio. Um, Everybody Calls Me Giorgio, whatever that one was. Um, and he was influential in just electronic music in general. Yeah, uh, Giorgio by Moroder. Um, it's a nine-minute song, and it's just an interview they had in, like, a coffee shop. You can hear, like, the cups clinging in the background and stuff like that, like, while they're talking to him. And they just they just put music underneath, and it, it's typical Daft Punk, so... Um, but somehow they make it work. Yeah, they make it work. And uh, I just... That's kind of what... I was like, okay, I heard it work. Let me try it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've still got a long ways to go before it kicks off but just it's it's fun you know um i for some reason i i like it i just get a feeling that it it works so uh if if you if you haven't heard of them check them out um actually if so they they actually i went to their website um which is uh publicservicebroadcasting.net and they have all their stuff up there if you want to listen to their album it's actually it's on their page uh they'll let you listen to it um and their whole thing is uh, they have this little little piece because y- they do a whole bunch of things. It's not just space. Uh, they do a bunch of other songs. But the reason I got involved with them is is because of that. So one of the things that they talk about, they have like this triad. Um, from what I can tell, it's inform, educate, and entertain, and that's kind of their whole thing. Which I, you know, I feel like I'm trying to do here as well. So um, I don't know. It feels like a little brotherly kind of thing. For them, I uh, want to give them a shout out because I love their stuff. Um, check them out, guys. I think it's I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool. And they're they have some dates. They're actually coming to Massachusetts April. Let's see. Uh, when is it? No, that's New York. They're in New oh, York. Brighton. No, that's Brighton, April tenth. No. Oh, and they're at Great Scott Alston. Oh, Alston. Okay. Uh, April eighth. Of course, great Scott. I mean, you gotta just just if you saw that name, you'd just be like, all right, we'll go there. I don't I don't know what's there, even if they have a venue, but let's just go. There. I don't even know if it's a <laughs> if it's a bar or a, a concert hall, but whatever, let's just go in. Whatever. Uh, um, you know what I really miss? Mm. Desktop websites. Yes. Wow, and like this is such a nice a nicely laid out site. Like everything looks fun. Mm-hmm. It looks fun to scroll through this page. Uh, wow, I've just totally been like desensitized to creativity when like using your smartphone yeah like smartphone sites are really quick and convenient mm-hmm. and usually all of the important stuff is blown up and it's like right there yeah um but wow yeah i haven't used uh, my laptop in a while so like looking at this this is like a refreshing uh hey look there are still creative people out there <laughs> yeah it's good i i i mean i've kind of out of just pure necessity for my own sanity um i've taken Pretty much all social media off my phone. Uh, I just can't handle it anymore. Um, it's a personal choice. You don't have to be like me. That's It's all cool. Do what you want. It's your freedom. Um, I just would catch, literally would be wasting my time uh, looking at my phone. I, I would I would be looking at it and be like, what the f- what was I looking at? I don't even remember. Uh, like I would just have my thumb on something and just be like, why am I here? Dude, so Remember... <laughs> You had the first iPhone. Yeah, I was one of the first people in our high school, I think. Probably in the world. No. <laughs> I mean, at least in our high school, but probably the world. Well, it's funny because I that was 
we were take I was taking a we were seniors computer class. It was a computer uh, computer science class. It was like an AP class, um, very basic by today's standards. Uh, we just learned some coding, um, but it was it was good. I you know I didn't realize didn't really know I was going to go into aerospace at the time, but I just thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it was in that class we ha- always had some free time at the end. And Apple they had the iPod, which we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, about the kind of the old technology of music that we grew up with. Um, but yeah, the, the iPod uh, was big. The, the first click wheel that, that uh, didn't, uh, didn't move. It was, it was touch sensitive. Yeah. Right. And it didn't have the buttons. The buttons were on the wheel. That was, that was like breakthrough for the iPod. That mm-hmm. was uh, just amazing. Um, and then the iPhone came out. And I just remember looking at the website. Uh, the desktop website for for uh, the iPhone on Apple, and uh, it I just I was looking at all the specs and I'm like because I, I grew up with computers I, I've always like most of our generation we just would always tinker with it and figure it out. Um, so I'm looking at you know the processing power and I'm comparing it to my computer and my laptop and I'm like I'm like this is like this is a lot of power in it like basically because the big thing for me was. Uh, the fact that you could browse the internet on the phone because that was not I had the 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 Motorola Razor, uh, right. that was that was my phone. I love that, that like, thing. That was the last big uh, like flip phone cell yeah. phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the that big was thing too, the biggest might have been you could you could put music on there, which was that was that was like yes, give it to me. Like oh, yeah, I, I want. I it. totally forgot you could do that with cell phones. Yeah. I remember doing that. It was weird though because I think it had a regular audio jack, but I remember there was definitely some issue with. Like, you would have to have the phone speaker play it. What? Like, you couldn't plug in a regular jack from a headphone. Yeah, I remember having to... I think it was uh, a mini jack? Yeah. Yeah. I remember Yep, I remember the little mini jack. Yeah, for whatever reason, they just didn't want you using regular headphones. I don't think they had the, the mindset to do that. That would make perfect sense, though. Like, everyone has headphones. Now. It would make sense now. Because uh, yeah, they, they too, weren't but... selling it as a media... Uh, player, they were selling it as a cell phone, so I think they were trying to push accessories, and all the accessories at the time had the mini jack. I guess so. So what other accessories were there though? Oh, just it was before Bluetooth, so um, they you know, I would have little pieces yeah, you know what? Yeah, to put in I your ear. Because this is this is like this was all game changing. From I mean, I remember I still have VHSs in my closet of like old. We used to. Uh, we used to watch the, the Three Stooges marathons, and uh, some of those old commercials on those things, when, when the guy would pull out the suitcase or the big thing in the car with the big cell phone for the car, like, th- everyone was still stuck on that, was stuck on the fact that, like, you got to have a, a, a car phone that's connected to some wire, and, like, Bluetooth and all that stuff was just, was, everyone's like, why are you using that? What You're going to get cancer. You're going to, you know, it's just like, that was, that was the big thing Don't before. Don't you know it's going to cancer? Yeah. So that was the big thing before, like, the internet and, like, everyone's, but I, 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 okay. So what I'm trying to say is before the internet really got popular and people started looking it up for information or at least mm-hmm. for funny things, like, people could still get away with saying things that were wrong and people still believed it. I think a lot of it's still kind of in the air today where it's like you know it's like yeah that's not right that's not true at all there's plenty of wrong stuff out there <laughs> mostly everything is wrong actually probably yeah, yeah. or or it's only true 
everything then, is skewed or, or yeah <laughs> there are a lot of different truths let's put it that way so yeah. when people say that there's and that's why like i have john on i have the assistant on is because like i don't know everything first of all um and i i want to get different point of views i think if you can test your own truth against a different point of view and it comes out then all right you're on to something if it fails in somebody else's truth then it's science. not really, it doesn't really work. Yeah, science, science. you know. So I, I, uh, it's, it's why I have you on. I, I, number one, we're, we're great friends, but I, I love hearing your side. Um, we, we've always had that kind of back and forth. You've definitely called me out on a lot of stupid shit that I've said <laughs> throughout the years. I'm sure that's gone both ways. <laughs> it's crazy. It's definitely gone both ways, but um, that's important. That's important. And, and before the internet, that's all you had was somebody who would throw you a little bit of logic and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I, didn't, yeah, that I never sense. thought of that. Like, like I remember I was big on those stories, like back in the day, like people would tell you something and you'd be like, Oh my God, like that's crazy. And then like, you would be one of the people I'd bring it up to like, did you hear this? And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what if you did that? I'm like, Oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like Bigfoot or something? Like, like I'm trying to think of some example that definitely sounds familiar, but like now I'm well, to it's think so back. funny. Yeah. Cause like I can think of all these stories, but Oh my God. It, it was always some like medical thing. Uh, those were a lot of the ones I had heard. Like, like um, moonshine is good for you. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like some of the weird ones. Like if you ate this before you went to bed, you'd have this dream. Or uh, like weird pseudoscience things like that, where like you can't ever prove it, but people would just say is fun it. To talk about it is. It's it fun, is fun. Uh, mythic, you know shenanigans yeah but at least back then you could say oh well i mean some guy told it to me so you know whatever but like so now forget it yeah. now it's like oh would you would you get that oh would you read that fucking you know this this.com like you know it's well, what what's your source it actually you know? was this this.com that's <laughs> <laughs> i get all my news this 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 and that.com there probably uh, is can we just can we just all right let's check if there is this, a this this.com this. <laughs> there's going to be Oh my God! Uh, in another language that I don't understand. <laughs> Let's back up out of that. I think it was Chinese, but I'm not. It could be Japanese too. I'm it was not something sure. uh, on the characters other side we of the don't world. read. Yes, characters. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, where where were we going with that one? I don't know. Just a bunch of things before the. We internet. were. Let's see. We were talking about uh, the crappy cell phones with the mini. The mini headphone jacks. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, so the Razer. Okay, so back on the, the iPhone. Yeah. I was talking to a, a, a friend from back in the day. Uh, we went out for drinks to catch up. And she was like, she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, when you had the, the iPhone, like, like you were the coolest shit. Like, people would want to. cat's meow. In every sense of the phrase. <laughs> cat's meow. It was like, everyone wants to use it. I had no problem with people using it, because I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. Like, I'll I bought right. it. I, I'll share it. it. Yeah. Um... I never saw it that way, but I just saw it as I had a piece of technology. But <laughs> I guess that's cool. Dude, those things were powerful back they then. They were. It was like a relic. They were, yeah, because the only other thing that could go on the internet at the time was the BlackBerry. Um, but it was like script. It was what? like, yeah, you couldn't, you no, couldn't no, no, no. really what, load a, a what? A BlackBerry. Oh, I, I haven't, I haven't heard of them in, uh, in, yeah. <laughs> in quite a while now. Well, they, they refused to. Well, I don't know this but it seemed like they refused to innovate and change their platform because i think they were hoping it was a fad just uh, the whole the whole touch screen because they were big on like the, the no i think just like just making phone. it so that their platform could advance 
to the next stage of smartphones, basically. Because right. it, it was the smartest phone at the time, and it was perfect for people who were in business. But the, I, I think the biggest complaint that I had heard from people was that if the internet could just be a little bit more usable, people, I think, would have jumped on. Like, you could um, email with it really you could, easily. Emailing was great, but you couldn't browse the internet. You could, but it was like this... This uh, I'm sure there's some coders out there yelling at the... But... Uh, it was some form of script where, like, you couldn't load images. It wouldn't format correctly, and it was basically just like, like, if for instance, if you loaded Facebook, mm -hmm. um, you know how sometimes when it doesn't load properly, you get all the words streaming down the left side of the page, yeah. and no mm -hmm. pictures. That's what it was like on BlackBerry all the time. Um, so it was like you didn't right do now it. is just standing up saying, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's not right." <laughs> it's called this. He just um, emerged for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome I, back I, to the the land of the living. <laughs> I can't believe uh, my girlfriend showed me a little bit of computer coding once, mm. and like, and she's just like an amateur when it comes to coding. Mm -hmm. Like, she made her own site way back when. But you know what? Like, awesome. a lot of people did. But even like that, like minimal amount of just information that you need to get yeah. going, like. It's it's infinite. It seems like I, I couldn't. I mean, I feel so overwhelmed just looking at it. I feel like I could never actually apply myself. To yeah, it, it it's so. Uh, I had the benefit of being around a lot of CS computer science majors. Uh, my freshman year, um, they were all on the same side of my dorm. So they, they were. This was two thousand eight. So, I mean, they were they were talking about all the stuff that basically we have now because they were kind of all playing with it because they just knew coding. And basically, like, the, what I got out of it was um, you're, you're learning another language. You're learning the language of the computer. So, And basically, the whole idea is that you could code anything. That's, that's the, the whole open-minded idea is that anything is possible to be coded, but you need to tell the computer what to do. So the, the real hard breakdown is communicating in our language then translating that so that the computer understands that's what you want. And then when you get bugs and stuff like that, it's because it doesn't understand what you're trying to tell it. It's like you're talking in this Stupid weird computers. language. Well, it, the scary thing is that the computer will do anything you want, but you got to tell it to do it the right way. Right. <laughs> so, um, like I was thinking about this the other day, because um, I have an old PS2, and I was thinking about, like, those DVDs were... Uh, basically, if I'm not mistaken, they're basically like a DVD. Yeah, um, it's just a DVD. Like, they can't hold that much information, but, like, some of the games, like, um, you would just have these full maps, and it's like, it's like, really? It's like, and then you'd have items in the game, it was keeping track of that. Um, it was basically seamless. I mean, yeah, you'd have to load a level, but, like, when you think about the, the fact that the laser's gotta read the engravings on the disc, like, that's crazy how much information they packed in those things. And then now you've got these other games that just like blow your mind visually. Yeah. And it's just like, and people still complain when the server goes down. It's like, it's like, oh no, it's not good enough that, you know. You're not taking this for granted. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not good enough that like all this stuff is miles away. I mean, I, I'm looking at my, my stand right now. We've got a PS3, an Xbox 360, and a PS4. Um,. You the know. way that you have it set up, it looks like some sort of like religious shrine. Like everything is <laughs> underneath like... the TV. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny because uh, in this room we've got uh, 
um, it's basically like this jut out in the wall and then I've got uh, like a shade that closes everything off so that if I want to, I can shut off all the electronics and put it behind something yeah. so I don't see them. Because uh, if it's all, if it's out the whole time, my mind just is always like, oh, that would be fun. Hmm. I could play I could that. Play oh, I could watch right an now. episode of something right now. Hmm. Um, I, like, I like having the option to shut it off. That is a nice option. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even that stuff. Uh, so, all right. So let's, Okay, before we, because we, cause me and John could just do this all day. We could just keep talking. All right, we we've got plenty of time. Okay. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about our history with music and kind of where we started. Like for you, like give me like a like a brief history of like the instrument. What's the first instrument you played? Let's start there. And how old were you? Uh, let's see. The first instrument. Well, the first instrument that I played well was the piano okay. I'm pretty sure i had a drum set but uh we lived in a duplex mm-hmm. and drum sets are never a good you know drum sets are awesome for a four-year-old they're not so awesome for parents right. so i'm not surprised that my parents got rid of that drum set they probably like burned it in the backyard <laughs> well i was always impressed by because we had a few friends who were drummers growing up and i was always impressed by the parents who made it possible for their kids to drum at home yeah um because that's a huge sacrifice yes oh my god i remember being at the house and and um one of the friends he would he would play and he would have a certain time he could play his parents let him play but he would he would go crazy during like that three hour period he would try everything he could he had and um like one of the interesting you had to have ear protection because any room you were in Mm -hmm. the sounds basically being amplified off the walls and being directed you're you're like confining yourself uh to the sound abuse <laughs> like you're hearing the sound from the drum and you're hearing it bounce off the wall and back at you yeah yeah and it, it was crazy cuz i mean uh so me and you were in marching band and you could hear those drummers play across town outside you know where so i imagine, live right? yeah, so imagine yeah. i probably live like a mile away going up that hill to get to school oh yeah you could easily hear them more than a half mile yeah, away. Yeah, you knew when they were practicing. Yeah. So imagine, like, if that sound, and that was just, like, one snare, or, or like, three snares. Yeah. Like, imagine an entire set in a room. Like, yeah, you need some ear protection. And then, never mind that, like, those poor parents, those years, just, like, like it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. It's good for the kid. Like, and then, like, it's okay. You're in a crazy home now. You, you can stop saying that. <laughs> It's just, I, It'll be worth kudos it. to those parents who, who kept up. Because, I mean, um, I'm a horn player, so horn playing, you can get a mute. Um, yes, it's a notes. little loud. You can play melodies. Right. You can't play melodies on drums. It's just, no, you know, no. It's, it's a lot of noise. Uh, in a good way, Just yeah. but it's definitely noise. Um, yeah, so so what? What? Uh, how old were you when you, when you uh, play piano? So, so I actually, you know what, not to get back, but I think there yeah. was a drum set and a piano in the basement of the duplex that we moved into when we were going there. And they were both, like, pretty old and ratty. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm pretty sure we got rid of those pretty soon. But So they were both there, and I just gravitated towards the drums because right. they're more fun. fun. You get yeah. to hit stuff, and <laughs> it's easier to learn and all that nonsense. So I'm pretty sure that's why they got rid of it. Mm. And then I was like, well... This other thing is here, so I'll learn this instead. Mm-hmm. So I was probably four, and um, I think I think I started taking piano lessons when I was like five. I took them all the way through high school. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, if I'm not mistaken, there was a time, because we met in junior high uh, playing music. Um, we were both in like a summer Yeah, you know what that thing? was? That was um, going... Yeah, I was going into one of those sixth or seventh grades, mm, and I uh, and I grade. didn't know you at the time, and yeah, it was something like the, one of the teachers got like a little not quintet, but like maybe six or seven of us. We mm-hmm. all played like John Williams music. Like I remember playing like. Did we play Harry Park. Potter too? Yeah, probably think, Harry Potter. I think that it was right been, around like, the first one came yeah. out. Yeah, but like there were a few other songs, probably something like Star Wars or like Indiana Jones, but like yeah. all of the all of that sort of music. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was fun. We probably sounded like shit. We were all like <laughs> ten or eleven, but yeah, it was awesome. It's better than like young horn players is better than listening to young string players, like violinists. Oh, oh, oh. my god, that is the most like oh wow like to stick through. Like I feel like that's the hardest plateau to break, it, like listening wise as a player because it like a young orchestra is really hard to listen to would you rather sit through a young orchestra (laughs) or uh on a plane where all the passengers are crying babies oh that that's a tough one that is a tough one but the fact how long is the flight the fact that it's tough is like wow and you know what because we've sat through a lot of them because how many concerts because school concerts you right. would have to be there the whole time and there and yeah, oh god yeah that was the worst but there, <laughs> there was that like you had to learn and you had to suck before you got better so yes. for lots of them it paid way off. way more sucking than than being good that's for sure yeah <laughs> uh, i've almost like entirely pushed that sound memory out of my head yeah i'm just gonna like keep it as far away as i possibly can yeah oh my god yeah i'm getting some flashbacks here uh Okay, so I guess to, to rebuttal. So for me, uh, I I was in third grade, and you know they were they were pushing recorder on everybody. You had to learn the recorder. Uh, yeah, the recorder. Uh, in Massachusetts public schools, um, I think third grade was the year that you did it, because mm-hmm. then the next year you had the choice of, of picking an instrument, um, and I I didn't want to play the recorder. Um, I wanted to do something more than that. Dude, a young uh, so, recorder orchestra also like just not just yeah, as bad, but almost just as bad. Almost as, young as bad. Orchestra. Yeah, and and it's it, it's we're being hard on on string players. It's very hard to keep a proper pitch on a string, and then multiply that like off pitch by thirty, <laughs> and be like ten years old at the same time. Right. It's not easy. So we're not saying. It's and not easy. everyone has a has a like a an ear. Like for some it. people actually can't hear the tones so, yeah you, know you can That's... actually be like at a disability yeah music. you could be colorblind you could yeah. be tone deaf yeah it's and there's nothing wrong with it just when you've gone through it for so many years and you have an ear for it it becomes very hard to listen to something that's not in tune there was always that one person and like and i i actually can't think of like anyone in particular but i felt like there was always that you were like oh that's the last guy who's like in the band and we all know he's tone deaf and he he can't not know that he's tone deaf and it's like but he's still here and he's still out of tune why are you still here like you're never going to be in tune there was always that one person who was just always just like yeah. they were just playing but you never said anything because it was like it's like you're still here you know you're, you're still doing all the same stuff we're doing you know you're you're coming all the rehearsals you're putting in the time 
hopefully to practice. Although there was a lot of people who did not, but, but that once you got to like the end of junior high and then high school, that changed because then it became a lot more serious. You know, a lot of people would drop out after, uh, well, yeah, sixth grade. It wasn't nearly as like a, a big, I mean, there was a huge commitment. Mm-hmm. So, and not only that, but like sports, people played lots of sports. So it was, that it was, was a either big issue. music or that sports. That was a huge, I ran into that issue junior year of high school. Because um, I, I had made the decision to be a music person. Um, so playing sports was really tough because the music season went, it started basically as soon as school ended. Um, that was the summer, that was for the marching band. Um, that's when that started. So you were practicing all summer. So you couldn't do any sports in the summer. Uh, uh, you then, like from September to December, that was regular concerts. Um, like like uh, the the classical the wind ensemble or concert band however you called it um, that was that season then jazz season was January to uh, March um, actually no I that mean, went from October so, to to March right <clears throat> yeah I mean competition wise yeah probably something like that yeah and then. Uh, and then it would start all over again. You'd yeah, have a few months off, and off. yeah, so you awesome. basically was all you. It was great. I mean, we we spent most of our time together in that group. You know, that was just us. How many we would spend entire weekends? I mean, that's a that's a big commitment that a lot of people didn't ever realize was um, when you were in competition. Um, when you had spent, I think we were talking about this before. Like three, basically, it was like three months of hard. Like really, really hard work, uh, and getting just beat up uh, as far as the music goes, mm-hmm. uh, and and sucking and getting a little bit better and a little bit better. We kind of sounded like a like a young orchestra. <laughs> when to start, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was not good because nobody has the rhythm down. So I can't even imagine what it sounded like on the other side. You only knew what it sounded like around <laughs> you. Uh, but uh, then competition mode. Like, it would be Friday, you were basically going to bed early because, or if you were responsible, you went to bed early, um, because you were waking up super early on Saturday. You'd rehearse from 8 to 2, then you'd eat, then you'd get on a bus, (laughs) and you'd go. I'm just shaking my head right now, just like... (laughs) He can't say what he can just see this trauma. did I do this? (laughs) This is every weekend for months at a time, and you'd come back Sunday night. You know, so you'd have to get. So the other thing was that it was a it was a structure. It was, and, and on top of it, during the week, it was like every other day there was a night rehearsal. So, um, like the thing we oh did god, in high we school had was night rehearsals. yeah. Oh my god, we had morning yeah. rehearsals. We had morning rehearsals yeah. before class. Oh my god, <laughs> we would go to school like there was a. a, a group of us like eight of us um who would come into school at like six we would do all our homework work on it together we weren't cheating we were just like okay i need help on this because we need to get it done like we needed to get this work done as soon as possible so that we were free to just do the rehearsal to just go through like we would even spend lunch doing homework i i did sometimes Oh it yeah, was just lunch like, was never just about eating. It was always no, like was I have to do hustling. this. Yeah, during get, lunch. getting something done. Um, 
and uh, and then you'd have an hour after school to either go get something to eat, maybe walk down to the center if if you could make it by then. You'd have to like as soon as the bell rang, go, and then you could make it back by the time rehearsal started. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why it was great that they had uh, machines in the school finally. Um, that were like decent enough because then you could get a snack and then you'd be okay for rehearsal. But then rehearsal would start. It would be like four o'clock to seven o'clock and, and then you'd go home, maybe watch TV or just, you know, fall over. Yeah. Or just, yeah, fall over (laughs) or worst case you had some more homework to do. And that was, that was the week it was basically. And then the off day was, you know, do you want to hang out? Like, cause just do something that's not music. Cause it was just, that was our life. That was what we committed to. And yeah, I mean, and then even when we weren't actually doing music stuff, like mm-hmm. what we talked about the whole time, probably yeah, music, probably stuff. music or, or, uh, like, like just the shenanigans that would happen during rehearsal. Right. That that, was... right all of the, uh, the intertwined, <laughs> uh, all of the nonsense, all of the happy oh nonsense. Oh my God. Oh my god, I'm having flashbacks now. It really uh, is uh so just seeing how we had like uh, we both had conflicts with like sports and mm-hmm. music and whatever, but how do people do both? Like there were definitely people and you I know they both. obviously I did both, go. but it wasn't with the town. I did music for the town and I played basketball uh oh, for right. my my the, church league. Yeah. Um and that was in Arlington. So that was a bitch. I mean, that was, you know, we had to drive half an hour to that, and that was that was Sundays, you know. Um, it's a lot of work, and then I had to go to practice during the week. So uh, it, it was, I mean, I, it was crazy how much I did in high school. When you think about it, not, not that it's a bad thing, not not crazy bad, crazy good. Because when I went to college, I quickly found out. Uh, I didn't realize it at first, but. I had no structure. Yeah, you're like in college. Free time. Yeah, and the free time, like, it blew my mind in a bad way, (laughs) (laughs) because it wasn't like, oh man, uh, I have all this free time, so I can now use my time more wisely. No, no, it was, oh, I have all this free time, and now I can do all the things I never could do before. So that happened for like a year, year and a half, and then it was like, all right. I need to figure out what I'm doing here because this is not this is not good. <laughs> you wake up like after a, like a year long coma, just like lying on your floor. Yeah, like pretty much. Bottles everywhere. Like, <laughs> wait a second, I can do whatever I want. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's uh, it was. And I think that's part of the reason I got into the school that I got into, or or got accepted to where I was, because it showed that I was determined to do the things that I wanted to do. Um, I was scheduled enough. I was getting good grades despite the crazy schedule I had. So it showed that I, I could organize myself um, and and make it work. Really, that's all people are looking for is can you make it work? We don't really care how you do it. Just if you can get it done, good. Good. That's all I care about. Um, I'm really glad that I got into my school because it means that I met all of the uh, standardized test requirements <laughs> given out by the state of Massachusetts. So I'm very proud of that. And uh, that is why I hold my diploma high. I say I am a standardized test achiever. And this is what I have to show for it. So I'm very happy. Thank you, MCAS. 
Oh, Thank the MCAS, Massachusetts well, Comprehensive. MCAS, it's, just, it's just the SATs. Academic Standard. What, what was that? <laughs> I don't uh, even know what MCAS stand for. Stood for. Let's let's see. What did MCAS stand for? Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, who's not from Massachusetts, uh, the MCAS was just torture for kids because you studied, you prepared for those tests, like from the time you were in elementary school, like there were certain grades where it's like, you need to take this portion or, or like, this is the year you prep for the science section mm-hmm. of the MCAST or like how every, to take the test. Every state has their own, but like it was so heavily <clears throat> focused on, they were like, okay, oh, throw close. those textbooks away. Now <laughs> you'll be learning this one. And it, you know, it, it's not like, you know, preaching uh, all this absolute nonsense, but it's like, we could be learning so much more. Mm-hmm. And have a greater variety than, you know, just uh, lots and lots and lots of the same stuff just repeated over and over again. Right. Right. Uh, so, so MCAS stood for uh, the Massachusetts Comprehensive Assessment System. Uh, according to... It I is just as exciting as it sounds. <laughs> pplace.org. Uh, it tested the measure of how well students have learned the academic standards created by the state. And standards spell out what students should know in core subject areas at various grade levels. Okay, so that's because I never understood why we did it in different grades, but I think it was kind of a uh, my guess would be it was a progressionary to make sure that kids were learning or that they fell into a certain standard. Um, there's uh, a lot of I did controversy. Well. Yeah, there was, of course. I mean, but there's always going to be. Yep. Just to go to give my two cents, you definitely need some kind of standardized test, but it definitely needs to be more subtle. Like, think about how over, not overwhelming, but just how. Yeah, no, I, I know, agree no, with you. It was overwhelming. I, I agree with you uh, for subtlety because it, it kind of goes back to that whole psychological testing thing where it's like once the subjects know they're being tested, right? They the tests don't work anymore. It's the same thing with quantum physics where once it once you observe something, it doesn't actually act the way it does when you don't observe it. So, um, wow, that was. I've never understood quantum physics, and now I think. Well, I do. first of well, all, if you say you understand quantum physics, you don't yeah, understand yeah, it. But I know you. Yeah, yeah. everyone. I'm just giving. Yeah, it's it, you wow, have to simplify uh, it <laughs> for it to make any sense. I could. Yeah, I could not have said it or thought of it any simpler than that. So. And that's probably something I just heard someone else say. So. Um. Are you sure that's right? Where did you hear that from? I wish we were in the pre-internet world. No. Uh, <laughs> bullshit was a lot easier. Um, but uh, no, I agree with the subtlety because uh, I remember being acutely aware of how stressed out the teachers were when MCAS came around. Like mm-hmm. their whole style, their you could tell that an MCAS was coming because the teacher had to put on this. They had to read from a paper. Everything they, they, was much more official. Like yes. they were opening up a scroll and reading yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was because you could. T- you just knew that it was coming. And you just like, you you would change how you approach things. Like for me, I would always get like a little bit anxious. Like I only recently learned how to had how to have an approach to taking a test. Mm-hmm. I was just lucky uh, for I I feel or at least smart enough um, in high school for the system. I, mm-hmm. I got by once. I went to a place where they had legitimate tests. Uh, or I shouldn't say legitimate, a, a higher echelon, that higher level of thinking that I was never introduced to. Um, it was like night and day for me. So, um, 
yeah, in a way, I wish it was a little more subtle because I would kind of put up a guard and I, uh, I realized later that I would just freak out during exams because I had no um, approach. I didn't have a strategy. They wanted you to freak out. They wanted... Not, I, not to say, you know, the system, the man, but like they wanted you to be sort of intimidated by this test. Even, uh, uh, even, um, you remember like taking, uh, test tests, they mm. would give out like the fake test, but like even the fake test would be this like official pamphlet that like it had all the do not write below this line or you will <laughs> fail. And that was like basically you, on, that was you basically, color in the box and it's not a complete circle or you, and they would show you like examples of people. <laughs> if you do this wrong, you will fail. There would be like a circle and there would be one example where it had like three lines in it and then the other one would be a circle but it was like actually a square because the person just fucking like didn't even care. Just It's like the machine cannot read that. <laughs> like, but like they didn't explain it in a nice like cuddly way. Well, they, I don't think they – my biggest problem with it um, – and I'm still working through this, you know. It's, it's a lot of childish angst but, uh, you know, I wish a lot more of it prepared you for – the real world because when in the real world do you actually take a test you don't and i get the situation that you know in real life you will have stressful situations so you need to you need to be able to get through it but how is making someone freak out without ever telling them because so here's the double sided sword to it if if you if you have a test that like you were saying that that purposely makes you freak out um, I guess one person could say, oh, well, it will force you to figure out a way to get better. But the other issue that would happen, especially in public schools, is that kids were sent down these paths that, oh, he's a problem child. You know, he's never going to get this. And I think that is bullshit. Sort of labeled. It, it's labeled. I think that's, I think you're doing a disservice to that kid that means you're not a good teacher and this is not everybody um this is a a a two percent deal this is a two percent of of teachers and this is in every industry but some people just get all up in their own head and they you know they they label people they put people down paths and then those kids think they're stupid it's like no (laughs) you're not stupid it's just you're not good at taking tests or you need to learn a strategy to take a test right right so i don't know i i i definitely have some issues i'm definitely not uh uh i haven't thought of it enough to really give a good point of it so i'm not gonna give my opinion of it but uh i definitely have some issues like mcas so for instance i actually did well on the mcas um they were giving away that uh scholarship that if you went to a state school like umass um i think i was given was that uh, it was that scholarship. It was basically it would pay for tuition. Didn't pay for board and all the other expenses, but right. pay for the tuition, which for a person from the state was not that much. So should have probably, in retrospect, that financially would have been a much better decision. <laughs> but lots of people can say that. right Oh now. yeah, lots of yeah. people. I, I did not take it, but uh, I also wouldn't be who I was if I didn't go to the school that I went to. So it's it's one of those life things. It's like, eh, well, what can you do? You are yeah. where you are. You know. Uh, where right. the hell are we? I don't know. Oh, where let's... are we? Uh... <laughs> well, okay. So let's. Uh... Where did our last tangent take us? 
we started talking about MCAST and testing. I don't know. <laughs> Just a, another quick note, <laughs> sort of connected about one teacher, one of my all-time favorite teachers, but I was a uh, history teacher. You would know him. Um, mm. I had him. His first year was when I was a freshman. I also had him my sophomore and junior year. So someone who I came, I was close to. Mm-hmm. I So I saw him grow and mature as a teacher, but in our freshman fun. class when he was a rookie teacher he would have one of the students actually keep notes of where the classroom, like what we were talking about. So every 20 minutes or so, it's like, all right, what have we talked about? And like half the stuff would be history and half the stuff would be about him and half the stuff would be about wow, random stuff. And it was sort of entertaining, but at the same time, I was like, wow, we are... That's a... Wow. I, I, see, I didn't have a teacher like that. That's a, that's a good technique. Yeah. Was it, was it someone that... Uh... That was good at taking notes, or was it kind yes. of someone? Yeah, okay, no, but that's yeah. that's good too. Um, that's that's an interesting strategy. Uh, kudos to to him, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, I think I'm thinking the right person. Probably. <laughs> we also tortured some teachers, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and for that, but that's that's we're being a kid. Sorry. Uh, yes, I definitely in Most, retrospect, because yeah. we're gonna get it tenfold. That's Mostly no sorry. doubt about that. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about that, but. Uh, yeah, there was, there was one teacher we harassed for, uh, for years about, cause he, it was this one story he always said he would tell us about. And, uh, he was a science teacher. And, uh, when we were finally about to graduate, he told us a story and it was definitely, definitely worth the wait, <laughs> but not what we expected by any means. <laughs> I can't, I can't get into it, but uh everyone has a teacher like that yeah um just uh that was the fun that's what you miss kind of about school it's just kind of like the the when you had a chance to kind of give them shit i mean that's what that's what this area is about i mean that's what you know uh, that's what our culture is you know it's it's about ragging on people but you do it because you love them you don't like you don't rag on somebody you don't have a relationship with or you don't have contact with right it's, Some uh, people do. They're just assholes. Oh no! They're, yeah, they're assholes. No, it's it's um, people don't get it unless they've experienced it. Yeah, you have to you have to be comfortable to some extent mm-hmm. to shit on someone. Yes, yes, and it it can get out of hand, but like nobody was ever doing it to like seriously hurt somebody. And the best was when like you wanted somebody else to come back at you, and then give it right back at you because then it's like, all right, yeah, no, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> I always want to go out top. I want to leave them speechless. Tails between their legs. <laughs> hiding in a corner. Yep. Yep. Uh, so let's get back to music, which is <laughs> which is the original reason. Oh, that's right. Music. Um, okay. So let's let's talk about a little bit about the technology now that we're kind of at the, the back end of this. Um, okay. So because I started with this and I never said it. Uh, so you started with piano and then you went to trombone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I started playing trombone probably around the same time you started playing trumpet. Right. And so yeah, I, I did recorder too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is freaking easy. Yeah. Like you kids are idiots. <laughs> and then, uh, and then probably, yeah, whatever third, fourth, whatever grade that was, I started playing trombone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it was uh, third grade. I played guitar for a year. Um, it was, it was good. Um, but just fell off. Um, didn't keep with it because I found uh, trumpet, um, which I still, I mean, that is my core competency is, is trumpet. Um, 
you know, was, was very successful, uh, through, through high school with it. Um, I was able to project my sound very easily. So, um, that was something that was, that's valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, especially, I mean, having the experience in marching band was, especially with the trumpet, because you're playing the top part. Um, you, there's a weak trumpet player will make the band sound weak, no matter how good the rest of the band is. If you don't have a first trumpet player who can have the chops and 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 perform, the whole band goes down. So it's not like the reason trumpet players, especially first trumpet players, have a big ego is is a good reason for it. It's yeah. because they need to, you know, it, it, to a certain degree. Um, and I mean, one of the big things was you needed to point that belt. Like I was always just shoving my sound down the down the. Judges. The judges' throats, just pointing it right at them, right wherever the box was. That and I would, I would always tell the the trumpet players in the in my section, just that's where it, that's where your bells have to go. And we would do, we would do push-ups because you need upper body strength because you're holding your instrument the whole time. And the better your technique is, the better you'll breathe, the better endurance you'll have. You won't be hurting um, mm -hmm. at the end of a show. You'll you'll be sore, but you know you need that 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 strength. And then to be able to, and the other thing too is, when you're going up, a lot of people kind of they use their necks a lot, but they it's hunchback yeah, it's it's your so like from where your belly button is, you're kind of like tilting that back I get so that you're holding okay. because you you got to be able to breathe still, so like you can't you can't close your throat down because that's where it's coming out, and you can't uh, your diaphragm needs to be open still, mm -hmm. so uh, it's not easy, but it's something that definitely needs to be there if you want a strong horn section um just going back to that like lead trumpet player like whenever we would go to competitions we had plenty where we were hard and like we would after we'd already gone off the field and gotten you know yelled at and packed up like <laughs> yeah yelled at basically just yelled at yeah. but whatever we deserved it one would go back in right would be a little bit looser would always see like that one band who during uh the heights of their songs like the trumpet player would always just like throw up all over it and we're like well at least we're beating them right right like we always felt better because yeah uh, well it's also it's one of the most vulnerable uh parts yeah, yeah uh, sections of, of the whole thing i mean um i made plenty of mistakes and no one knew so well yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was the beauty was getting away with uh like you knew it but uh, the thing I would always get in trouble with is whenever I would make a mistake, you can see it on my face. I was terrible. I'm a terrible actor. I can't hide it. Uh, I've, I've just That's why I don't like many <laughs> visual recordings of me playing is because you could just tell when I fuck up. Um, but... The trumpet leaves your hands. <laughs> it goes no, you'll do, it, I, I'm very professional with it. I'll, I'll either have it like on my chest or... Uh, or you know a little tilted, but you'll just I'll either I'll either my head will go down and you'll just hear you'll just look at my face and it'll just be like shit. You'll just hear me saying something or actual steam coming from your ears. <laughs> if there could be steam, there would have been. Um, no, but uh, it, it's good when you get away with it. It really is. On the field, uh, there's no time to make expressions. So you know that was uh, I think I made more expressions like in a jazz scene when uh you had a little downtime between sections mm -hmm. um but yeah that was always i'm still working on that just 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 like don't make an expression just uh, um but uh yeah man uh i think part of the reason that 
you know, why we're doing this again is, uh, I, I miss performing in general. Um, it, you know, you hated it when you're in it and it was pain in the ass and all the work that goes into it mm-hmm. just so that you can perform. I mean, that's part of the reason you don't get right back into it is cause like, yeah, we, we need to, um, we need to keep going back into it. Sorry. The, <laughs> I want to hear this. The timer. Oh, we'll, we'll play it in a sec. So <laughs> the template has it at an hour mark, but yeah. we're going to go past it. Um, so part of the the big things with, with getting back into it is, is all the hard work that gets involved. But performing in general, it's just like I miss it. I, I, I need it. And I think that's what I've gravitated towards doing this podcast again. Is cause it's, it's definitely a little a big. It is. It, it's it, like... Everything leading up to it is horrible. Yes. Like, there's so much work and anxiety, and you're, you know, inhaling things. <laughs> and, uh, but then when you actually, like, the moment it's over, it's like, boom, it yeah. just hits, and, you know, euphoria, mm-hmm. and, you know, you start hallucinating. I On oxygen. After all the shows. Oh, yeah. Regularly, you know, mm-hmm. the crowd would just melt. <laughs> <laughs> the judges would melt. <clears throat> It's interesting. I didn't have that experience, but I think it was just something in the trombone. <laughs> well, that, oh, that's another. That's a. Uh, I don't know how how much I'm gonna get into it, but uh, you have to have a stomach for a brass instrument because the ugly truth is it's the, the whole inside of the instrument is just plastered with your spit. Oh, I've, no, no, no! You had to have a stomach <laughs> for someone else's instrument. Oh, yes, playing yeah. your own instrument like that's oh. fine. Like I can live in my own world of filth, but oh. like. You know what? I, there was really like there was never one person that I was like I'm not touching that. That's vile. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I mean, and these things are hard to maintain. Mm-hmm. So if you don't maintain it mm-hmm. at all, oh. like oh, then it's just like a portable <laughs> cesspool. Oh my god. Yeah, like and, and every time you had a cold or something, you had to you had to clean the whole thing out because it's still in there. It's gonna grow in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's <laughs> it's an incubation chamber basically. Um, but it was interesting because there is a science to it. I mean, like, especially with the outdoor stuff, um, like when you're playing indoors, it's one thing, but for the marching band style, like there was a science to it where, you know, if it's colder out, your instrument's going to shrink. So you have to compensate for your tonality for that. You're going to go out of tune, even though you're putting your hot air through it, it's still going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had, you, you know, you kind of learned a little bit about that. Like, oh yeah, like my instrument is actually changing size because of this, like, crazy you know and what was it colder it would go flat and then hotter it would go sharp right uh, or how because I, I always messed that up i was never good at that i feel like whatever answer i give you i know it's going to be the opposite of that so okay so as far as a tuning valve if it's cold do you pull it in or pull it out because it's, it's shrinking cold well if it's shrinking you would think naturally you pull it out you would th- yeah you would think if something's getting smaller the pitch is getting higher Right? right. Yeah, you I guess so. it's going up. So, but that's going sharp. Right. I don't know. Okay. If anyone actually has the real answer for that, I, that was one of. That's it's, why I was glad we had instructors because they knew because they could actually have a tuner in front of us and um, and tell us what we were. That tuner um, that you uh, that you showed me the other week that was awesome. Oh I still, yeah, I still couldn't believe that. I mean, talk about technology from from an age that we were not a part of. Uh, like now, it is like. They have these little tuners. It's got a little clip um, and a tuner on it that it's like on a swivel. You can change it any direction. 
and it goes right on the bell of my instrument. So I can literally be looking at what my instrument's tone is while I'm playing. So I know like it just just where I am. Uh, you you didn't have that. Like before. you could do that before. You just needed an extra hand to hold it. Right, right. You'd have to right? hold it. Yeah, we would hold it in front of the bell. Right. That was that was my thing. Um, no, it was great. That helped me for my my minor performance hugely. I mean that way because I could I could figure out where my pitch was real early, um, as opposed to uh, you know waiting until the performance and being like oh like I or have to record myself listen to it back. And be like, ooh, that's that's really out of tune. <laughs> um, I don't know. Where, where are we going to go with next with this? Um, you were talking about technology. Uh, just something I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Or something that you actually reminded me of mm. that I had completely forgotten about was uh, the, the MP3 players. Yes. back So before iPod, um, when MP3 players were really... You know, yeah, it really was like before an iPod. Like yeah. iPod literally was not even if if you said iPod, no one would know what the hell no. you were talking about. No. Um, yeah, I remember buying, and I'm pretty sure I bought it just because someone I knew had it. So I'm definitely not uh, the uh, the all powerful lord of these MP3 players. Obviously, no. But you but had you had one of the first ones where it was like it worked properly. You could get a multitude of files on there because mm-hmm. uh, that was a big thing. Was getting because uh, because music would come in all these different files because nobody really had a standard so some players couldn't play a lot of files like there's like i remember mine i had a rio it was a little small yep i remember thing those. um it had like 64 megabytes maybe which was huge i think yeah that's probably day. what my first one was uh, maybe 128 i don't remember but not that meant not that much music but i there was a lot of files I couldn't play, like and regular stuff too. Like I needed, um, like a bass MP3, or like it wouldn't work. And yours worked with a lot of different ones, so that that was and it had a good digital face too because my like I remember the first ones you couldn't tell what song it was. It was basically like the ultimate shuffle. It was okay. What's what's next? Uh, okay, yeah, I guess that's it. You know, <laughs> I could never do that. I would have to have some sort of screen, like all of those uh, the little miniature iPods that like you're supposed to wear. I could never do that. Yeah, yeah I would uh, lose it. Those so these uh, they, they were all Samsung. I think they were all Samsung MP3 players. The first one that I ever got so it was like this little tiny, tiny, uh, basically box, mm-hmm. and it was basically the size of a battery. Because it took a double A battery. <laughs> you literally opened up side of it, you plopped the battery in, and then that was it. It was just this little tiny thing that yeah. just housed the battery and it had a little teeny tiny screen. And but it had a screen which was Yeah, like it had a screen. Mind blowing that something that small could have a screen. And then you would lose it a million times. <laughs> and you know what? Like it was great, but it was definitely in that it was before everything started getting bigger again. Mm-hmm. Everything was still going smaller and smaller. Yeah. So I remember the next one that I got was even smaller and even this one, this was like the first, uh, the rechargeable battery. So it dropped the double A, but then it, um, it, they made it so much lighter. Mm. So you could have it in your pocket and not even know it. You could actually go looking for it in your pocket yeah. and not find it because of like, <laughs> like how small and lightweight, like undetectable this thing was. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely lost for several periods in time. <laughs> 
I do yeah. miss them though. I do miss uh, being the most powerful uh, kid in school for for like two weeks or something with these uh, MP3 yeah, players. That, yeah, and that was that was an age before like like people really didn't listen to music like they do now. Like it was you had the radio, and if you had a radio, you could listen to music, but. It was like well, CDs were huge, right? Oh yeah, and that's a whole nother can of worms we can open up. Like, I, I feel like there's kids now that have just like, especially like making CDs. Never mind mixtapes. I'm sure there's people older than us that are like, yeah, oh, mixtapes were first. We we know that, but CDs were were, were was us, and like you it's could, the same thing. Like we're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah. So all right. So when I was in junior high, somebody made a CD, uh, of I think it was a Weird Al. Because <laughs> uh, Weird Al's album had come out, and like people were uh, okay. Uh, just real quick, if if this if my mic is is uh, is sounding a little weird, guys, I'm sorry. I don't know what the deal is. I'll have to check it out. Um, but anyways, um, so it's a Weird Al album, and he had like snuck a Nirvana song in there, and I didn't know it. Um, so like for the longest time, I thought that the Nirvana version of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit was a Weird Al version of Smells Like Teen Spirit. So, because I couldn't understand what he was saying, so I'm like, oh, that's funny. He's making fun of the fact that you can't understand him. And then later, when I got older, like like maybe like 18, 19, I was like, oh my God. That, I'm a mosquito. I was like, holy shit, that's the real song. I was like, oh my God. Like for the long, I thought it was Weird Al. Dude, you know what? To completely backtrack to very to back to the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about the the internet and misinformation, and mm. you can't trust anything. I couldn't tell you how many like if you remember Napster. And, and oh the, yeah, I'm thinking Kaza. Was it Kaza? There was Napster. There Kazam? was Sam. No, maybe it was Kaza. I don't know how you said it. It was just yeah. some K. But there was a couple different like servers, whatever you would call them. I couldn't tell you. Like I remember I'd type in. Uh, Whatever song it was, Hey Jude, mm. and there'd be Hey Jude by the Beatles, but then there'd be oh. Hey Jude by the Rolling Stones, and Hey Jude by the Who, yes, and Hey Jude by Jimi Hendrix, Tom Petty, Eric Clapton, mm. and Gandhi, and you're like, something's not right. Like, I don't mm. think all of these are right. Yeah. And it's just, it's funny how, like, was it people intentionally just trying to spew out this nonsense? Because I feel like people, even just playing the telephone game... Yeah. And, you know, just losing information over time. Like, there's no way. I remember some songs I would download, and I'm like, yeah. this isn't Bob Marley. <laughs> like, this is church music. Like, what is this? Yeah. yeah LimeWire was one of them. LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire is a big one. Yeah. I remember that. Yep, that was the the beginning of all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, when people really didn't know what the hell was going on. No, they didn't know um, what. Yeah, and it was interesting because yeah, you you get in these conversations with people where they're like, they're like, oh no, yeah, like Hey Jude by like Bob by Bob Marley, yeah, like that's the original, and you're like, no, and it would just be this huge debate. It's like, well, and then you'd finally boil it down to, oh, well, yeah, I downloaded online, yeah, well, no shit, like just just because you download it doesn't make it the original, you know. That's- One of our friends <laughs> got into a very lengthy, and he was convinced a very lengthy argument. Uh, over who did Stairway to Heaven. And it was sort of like, and I wasn't even really into uh, classic rock at the time, but it was like, it's it's Led Zeppelin. Like, it's just like the sun is yellow. Right. It's Led Zeppelin. 
and he was convinced it was Metallica. Wow. He was convinced, like he would have taken it to his grave. <laughs> but, so it's just, it's yeah. funny how, how people, you know, like, what are you basing that off of? You're basing that off of you downloaded the that. The fact that you feel like it's right. Yeah. You clicked some link and like you picked that one. So that one right. must be the right one. Yep. Yeah. It's funny how, or not funny how that works. Yeah. But I mean, that's how arguments used to be back then. It was like the person who could, who could stick with it hold out hold out the longest the longest even if they knew they were wrong they would hold out the longest just to be right i can keep yelling longer than you can keep yelling <laughs> and then the smart ones would would back off after yelling once the other person started yelling and just be like you're out of control like you know like like okay get emotional oh you know <laughs> and then they'd flip it on you oh god yep that was that was arguments before the internet They'll be teaching college classes about that in like 10 years. Life life before the digital age. <laughs> I'd fail. Oh my god. <laughs> so the Futurama episode where it's the 21st, the 20th century and yeah. Fry doesn't even know what he's doing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, uh, a little bit of history here on uh, t- Today in Space. Um, this is important history though. This is. This needs to be documented um for for future generations um one other thing i i thought of this when we were talking about i i seriously think this mic is blown i'm really upset about this i can hear it uh i'll have to listen to it to, to uh, uh on the on the feedback but um i i was thinking about some of the shenanigans we used to pull when we used to play music and uh when someone would get up and link their horn and someone would pour water in their horn so that the first time they played, it would just water would go through the bell, and they'd be like, "What the fuck?" You just put like half a water bottle in it. Dude, that <laughs> was, that was all going water. on behind me. Like, what, oh, that we was were, the, that was the trumpets. Yeah, we were like, That's I true. was the line in front of you. So, like, you guys probably <laughs> saw uh, me and all the other trombonists. Like, we played the least. Uh, we had the least stuff to play. Mm. So, whenever the song would be broken down. You guys would play a lot. The saxophones yeah. would play a lot. The rhythm section would play a lot. And there was only a couple of trombones. So mm-hmm. it was like, well, all right, just, just hang out for like 15 minutes while we do all this other stuff. Right. So we would use that time, A, to do homework. <laughs> yeah. Or B, There would be homework on the, would, on the stands. Oh, there would be so yeah. much homework everywhere. <laughs> there would be, I remember like bringing actual textbooks like and putting them up next to my seat. Like, yeah. all right, I'm not playing for 10 minutes. I'm going to do 10 minutes of homework. Or you'd see us drawing on the backs. Yes. Oh, my God. The amount of drawings that went around. Oh. I've, I've got a pile of old of old stuff. We'll have to look through them and find some good stuff from back I have, in the I day. have mine lying around somewhere. Oh, my just, God. Just countless folders of, of high school music. Yep. But all of them just covered in doodles. Yeah. Like, all of them. There was no room left to doodle. <laughs> everything from the margins on the front to yes. everything on the back. Oh my god! I would write some of the most offensive shit on my like on like certain parts where it was like like if you needed to shut up, it would be shut the fuck up. Or uh, if it was like get loud, it was like it was like get fucking loud. It would like be really like, really big and stuff like that. That was get my doodles. Get fucking quiet. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I would just because that would get my attention. That would make me remind me. Oh okay, yeah. I, I really gotta quiet. be careful here. Um, I don't know that you know. It's, everyone's got their own little little twist. That was mine. Um, on the back of some of some of the scores, definitely have some some weird pictures. That's for sure. 
Just because it's just like one of those things where it's like, it's like, it's been such a long day. Like I'm at like hour 18 of me being awake and it's just like, and there's still two hours. Like we might go late tonight and you're just like in the middle of a break and you're just like, I just got to get through this. Like whatever your brain was telling you at the time, you're writing it down. (laughs) But that was important. That's like it it's because we were we were working hard we had something we were working towards and like just that little thing of like doodling to get you past the next hour or the next half an hour while you gotta wait that's this so will be important. worth it this will be worth yeah, it it's so important um and it's funny because i think like a lot of people now is just like when's the next time i can go to my phone you know and i think it's good i think it's fun i have no problem with technology but is that good for you? I don't think so. Only time will tell. Oh. Not to sound like Kent Brockman out there. <laughs> this is the news. Um, will ants be able to sort tiny is. screws in space? Only time will tell. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Let's see here. We're at an hour 17. I think... Uh, Dude, I think this is actually our shortest podcast. Yeah, we, you on? Yeah, we're we're yeah, about fifteen minutes shy of what we usually do. Yeah, usually. Yeah, no, this has been good, dude. Thanks for coming on, dude. No problem. The next time I'm on, we'll probably have more music to talk about, more of our yes. of our new music as opposed to our yes. music history. Yes, like we said, uh, you know, yes, we are working on some. Uh, can't say too much, but. Uh, we're trying to put a lot of stuff together so we can release it at the same time. So uh, look out for that. Um, a lot of good amount of production work for the show. So yeah. Um, other than that, guys, um, coming up on Monday of next week, uh, we're gonna be doing a show, uh, just kind of like in the same type as uh, the Mars One episode. We're gonna be talking about. Uh, the rovers on mars and like all the science like what have they like what's all the stuff i'm gonna try and give you guys like a uh a list of all the things that we've actually found out uh on mars you know because you know everyone just kind of jumps into it um with the the latest story so i want to have it documented in one place for you guys so that'll be coming up isn't it funny how and it seems like it's almost obvious now that there was water Mm. Uh, on Mars, like yeah. like let's not say yeah. life. Okay, maybe there was life, but there was definitely water. There definitely is water there right mm-hmm. now. It's frozen, but it's still water. Um, there could have been water on the moon, maybe. There, some like yes, even this, like yeah. there could have been. It's just it's funny. There's, how, yeah, there's signs of water, and I think a lot of people get hung up on how we see water on Earth. Right. You know, and maybe it's not you know uh, sustainable up there, and mm-hmm. it's probably not from there, obviously, but like it is there. Right. It's chilling there. Yeah. And it's funny how, like, 10 years ago, if you asked, like, so, mm. you know, what percentage or just, like, you know, what are the odds that, like, planets have water? It's like, oh, we don't see it anywhere. It's, like, it's yeah. here and, like, maybe that, like, mystery avatar planet. <laughs> right. But, like, now it's, like, where aren't we finding water? It's, like, Mars probably has it. Like, mm-hmm. all of these planets, and yeah. most of it is frozen or some of it's, like, frozen with water underneath. Mm-hmm. But it's, like... Everywhere has water now. Yeah, there. Um, so there's there's two big places. Uh, there is uh, Enceladus, uh, which is a, a moon of. Let me check this out. I want to say, let's test 
Test my knowledge. I'm going to say Jupiter, but I think I'm wrong. I'm going to say Saturn just to play devil's advocate. Let's see. Saturn, you're right. Yes! Uh, <laughs> I knew it! Twice said it. And another moon of Saturn, um, which is... Um, which is Europa, which is Jupiter. I'm so I'm fucked. Um, so Europa is the moon of Jupiter, which is really, I think, what I was thinking in the first place, uh, if I can try and bail myself out of that one. Um, so both of those moons, apparently, there's good signs that there's water. Um, Europa seems like, well, actually, there was, uh, from what I heard, uh, this is hearsay, but... Um, the rumor mill. Some space people community. say. And uh, Coladus has gotten um, a mission to there, has gotten um, money to start. So that's great. Um, and the Europa mission, hopefully with NASA's budget, will be given the okay. They just need to put all of their budget there. Like, you know what? Asteroids it's are tough. cool. It's tough Mars to do is that. cool. No, just there. That's where I want to go. It's tough to do that. It's a. Uh, um, it's a very sticky situation when it's a government run um, and the budget is strictly. But I did listen to um, so, uh, the. Uh, let me just. I, I just want to give you guys the right name. I'm gonna give you my my uh, what I remember about it. But I was listening to uh, uh, Commander Bolden, who was talking to um, Congress, I think, about uh, about the budget. And the Science and Technology Committee, which Ted Cruz is the head of now, um, and it sounded very. I mean, the nobody was disrespecting anybody. Like it just, it, it just sounded like a good conversation. Um, yeah, it was the budget talks, um, and it it sounded like the consensus was we want NASA to keep focusing on space and not to minimize itself to where it's literally talking about the soil in texas like yeah we have people that do that already like if we minimize nasa to looking at soil then what's the point of nasa you know um so that's good Uh, and again i only listened to it for about 25 minutes um but it seemed like everyone was being respectful which thank just thank goodness because there's in this day and age in this day and age it's oh yeah the the amount of disrespect that's being flown because somebody else has a different color for their party it's just it's uh, it's crazy but we it's will very keep easy that can of worm sealed <laughs> yes. oh my god yeah we we'll could. stay out of that yeah that's a totally different show um it's very easy to get caught in that mm-hmm. um but uh sounds very good and uh hopefully europa will be part of that or at least the, the planning of it to to create a mission will be good uh yeah, a lot of lot of exciting things later this month. Um, Scott Kelly is going to be launching on the first mission, um, first year long mission in space. The first time we've ever sent humans for that long a time. So we're going to check what happens to the body because uh, we know it's six months. What happens? Um, and they've done a very good job at minimizing uh, all the things that happen to you uh, so that you can recover from it. Um, now the next step is to develop a plan after you find out what happens to you a year in space. So my guess is you either turn entirely to stone 
<laughs> or Jello. It's one of those two. Okay. Stone right. or Jello. <laughs> we'll, we'll put that in the log and we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see if that comes to comes to light. Um, no, one of the most interesting things is uh, that I saw is uh, like the shape of your eye actually breaks down because gravity is huge. Like the shape of it will actually change because it's so dependent. Mm. That's on, disgusting. Uh, it's disgusting, but it's um, for the way my mind and I've been on this kick is that what would happen? Like, so if we do get a colony on Mars, right? Um, and those people live in a in a planet whose gravitational influence is less, their bodies, from what I can tell, from all the different things we see in space, their bodies are going to develop differently. So they're going to look a little bit different. They're not going to be different. They're still going to be humans, but they will develop differently yeah. unless they're given a gravitational environment that's similar to Earth. So it's that's going to be really interesting, but that won't come to fruition until... It'll be like 50 years. 50 years after we call on No, it'll be like 50 years from right now. <laughs> Could be. Could be. 10 years, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the big things is uh, how blood circulates is huge, and then once it's the gravity's not there to circulate it like weird things happen your your head gets puffy your legs get uh uh smaller if i'm not mistaken um they shrink so it's like it's very and that's with the first time the first days or weeks that you're up there and then it regulates itself right but weird things man <laughs> barry bonds looks like he's been in space like with that giant head <laughs> could be something else um in fact it probably is something we're else. probably on his head right now and we don't even know it <laughs> uh but uh yeah so a lot of exciting things coming up uh new horizons uh will be arriving at pluto in july um so we're actually going to be able to see what pluto really looks like and if we see that it's like a real system pluto might just become a planet again but um that will again take another meeting of uh the council that decides that so that they can redefine what a planet is again and i can guarantee it i'm calling it right now someone will have a major issue with it so even though people think it's going to solve it's not going to it's not going to <laughs> but nobody knows what we're going to find i think it's going to be very interesting um you know based on like its elliptical orbit apparently it does actually have seasons um but that all depends on, seasons depend on the rotation, how it's tilted, and how close it is to the sun. So, we'll see. It's, it's still learning a little bit about that stuff, but uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's just tough to, it's tough to download and then um, try and put it into your own words. That's, because that's when you really know it. Right. So, I don't know. Working on it. That's why I'm doing these every other week. That's why? <laughs> uh we'll see but yeah thanks for coming on man thanks man yeah we'll be back again very soon and uh we'll have uh, some music for you guys other than that i uh, enjoy your week thank you for listening uh subscribe if you haven't already uh, it'll help our numbers it'll help us uh grow the show uh, really appreciate all the fans for, for sticking with us and listening and uh, we'll see you next monday with uh, a little more on rovers on mars Good week, guys.